Well, hello, hello. It is good to see you again, and welcome back to Optimizing Your Financial World. I am your host and moderator, Ryan Ruff, and as always, we've got our star of the show. That's Mr. Mark Wade over at Echelon Family Office. He's going to be jumping aboard with us, and we're going to be unpacking a really great financial topic here today, and we, we were just talking here off camera. I mean, this is Mark's wheelhouse. So boy, do we have a good one for you guys today. And, and that's that, uh, you know, that is that our conversation surrounding succession planning today. And let's face it, you know, family conflicts, boy, can they wreak havoc on a family run business, especially when it comes time to transfer ownership down to a younger generation. So today we're going to be diving into the idea of, of how a well-designed succession plan can really just reduce the risk overall and also help facilitate a transfer that leaves everyone in the family satisfied and smiling when the, you know, when the day is done. Uh, so with that being said, let's go ahead and get Mark out here and, and really set the scene on a great conversation. Mark, it's good to see you. How are you doing this morning? Hey, Ryan, I'm doing great today. How about yourself? Oh, I'm good. I'm good. I'm excited about this one, Mark. I know I've had this one circled on the calendar with you for a bit because I know this is going to be a great conversation. Uh, Mark, let's just set the scene. Let's start high level like we typically do for, for our audience. How important would you say succession planning is when there is a family business in the picture? Well, it's critical. You know, anytime a family wants to pass a business from one generation to the next, <clears throat> succession planning is absolutely essential because you know, the lack of a solid succession plan, you know, potentially results in family conflict, family differences, and, uh, you know, financial complications that can bring down the entire enterprise, you know, as well, and let's face it, I've seen this happen all too often, inflict some considerable damage on the wealth of the family members. Uh, and, you know, we've also seen more than once how poor succession planning can lead to those serious conflicts I talked about turning out to be major disasters. So, you know, the, these confrontations, they could drain family wealth. They can tend to cause, you know, you know irreparable harm uh, to the relationships inside the family. So yeah, this succession plan is critical. Yeah, yeah, Mark. I mean, we've all heard of some of the horror stories, family dynamics, family, you know, confrontation really bringing down, like you said, could bring down the entire enterprise altogether. So, so Mark, how would you say, uh, you know, can a family that owns a business, you know, assess, first off, just assess whether there's a need for succession planning in the first place? Well, you know, you know, Ryan, you got to consider that truly effective succession planning results, you know, not just in the technical successful transfer of a family business, between the members, but, you know, also in the mitigation and hopefully the elimination of any family dissent because of the transfer. So, you know, this type of planning, you, you actually should be thinking about, you know, if you own a family run business, uh, you need to think about succession planning because it's really critical, you know, and, and the starting point of such a plan is deciding on, you know, the future of the family business. Some questions uh, family members, you know, usually need to answer include, does it make sense to continue the family business? You know, is, or is it smarter to maybe a strategic sale to an outside buyer? You know, are the, you know, the potential inheritors of the family business, are they going to be up to the task of managing the company? And if not, you know, what, what steps do you need to take to ensure that the business will continue to run, you know, with continuity when you transfer? Uh, and then, of course, what, what's going to be the arrangement between the equity inheritors, right? You know, who works in the business and maybe some of those who don't work in a business, you know, maybe they've chosen not to be involved in the family business. What's that arrangement going to be like? 
So if the decision really is to keep the company in the family, I know a well, a well-designed family business succession plan is absolutely critical. Mm -hmm. I hear you loud and clear, Mark. And I mean, putting that first foot forward, that's always the hardest part, right? In developing a a big plan like this. So Mark, in your eyes, how should a family that owns a business start this process of creating that well-designed, well-executed succession plan? Hey, Ryan, you know, the best succession plans we see are the flexible ones. All right. If a succession plan is not adaptable, to whatever's going on in the family or in the economy or in the business, you know, uh, there's, a, there's a problem there because unforeseen events, you know, can prove ruinous to the transfer of one of these businesses. So at the same time, you know, a well-designed plan uh, of the succession type, you know, has to have some some clear objectives and, and some very clear targets. You know, what will happen? How will it happen? These things need to be clearly defined and clearly articulated. So, you know, the roles and responsibilities of the family members, those who inherit the company and those who are not going to inherit the company are clearly spelled out and in detail. Uh, The goals of any of these succession plans really uh, has to be clearly communicated to all the members of the family who are going to be impacted by the transfer of the business. You know, and this happens best personally between the family members. You know, explaining the logic in family meetings, uh, you know, th- that often proves the most useful uh, way to do it if family members, you know, have the opportunity to voice their concerns before this actually happens. You know, at, at the same time, it can be beneficial if the succession plan, or at least the big picture of the succession plan, maybe not all the details, you know, is shared with a lot of the senior non-family executives at the company. You know, but, you know, if you do this, you know, oftentimes it tends to help the family deal with the possibility of losing some of these talented people, you know, who could largely be responsible for the company's success uh, down the road. So, Mark, you, you raised the issue earlier of just the family conflicts and how they can enter the picture. So talk to us about how that well-defined, well-crafted succession plan can help avoid uh, some of that fighting, really, among family members. Hey, Ryan, it's so critical because, you know, most well-designed succession plans are really going to aim to foster family harmony. Uh, and what what helps in that regard is transparency. Transparency is absolutely instrumental in helping to avoid serious family confrontations down the road, you know. And and by involving the inheritors in the future of the family business, as opposed to responding to decrees coming down from the senior generation, you know, there usually are you know fewer bad feelings. Okay, and oftentimes the lawsuits that accompany bad feelings are don't happen, so we avoid those lawsuits. Uh, so when family members understand and accept how the family business is going to transition, it's more likely that those serious problems are going to be avoided. Uh, but, and, 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 and look, I can't stress how important this is. It's impossible to guarantee that all major disagreements between the family members are going to be avoided just because you have a plan in place. You know, different personalities are going to lead to different disagreements and those disagreements can cascade into major altercations. So, you know, that's why it's useful to have a methodology in place that is going to help resolve these disputes as the succession plan is formalized. You know, the more work you do up front, the less anxiety you have later on. Uh, and the family business mediation can be quite effective, for example. Uh, and, and, you know, the mediation approach can help ensure that all the relevant family members have a say, okay, and can be heard in the, during the process. 
And, you know, given time, it is a way to get consensus and potentially, uh, you know, avoid any awful confrontations. Mm-hmm. I, I hear you there, Mark. Let's let's put family harmony, you know, on the shelf here for just a moment. Let's talk about the technical side of the business. How does a well-crafted succession plan address those technical aspects of the family business specifically? Yeah, yeah. Good, good question. You know, that plan has got to ensure <clears throat> that any of the potential threats to the family business are mitigated to the greatest extent possible. And some of these threats can include things like taxes. So, you know, when estate and transfer taxes are not properly addressed in the succession plan and the, and the deceased owner's you know, estate plan, the money owed could likely come out of the family business and that can make it you know, potentially difficult to maintain the business, let alone grow the company. So, you know, the other thing is competency. Uh, you know, the plan also has to take into account and address the capabilities of the inheriting family members. Okay, if they're not up to the task of managing the company well, then the plan's got to take steps to ensure that there's somebody there that can help assist them or do it for them. You know, otherwise, a, a different course of actions, you know, may make more sense. Maybe that, maybe that sale. Uh, and then, you know, let's not ignore the individual financial problems that that family members can have, you know. If a family member inheriting the business has some serious financial problems, let's say bankruptcy, for example, you know, he or she could take actions that would potentially harm the company and consequently adverse go, you know, have an adverse effect on the, uh, the welfare of the other family members, you know, quite frankly. And, you know, you want to avoid that to the best extent possible. Uh, and then, of course, there's the all too common uh, uh, circumstance of divorce, you know so common nowadays, but if the family succession plan fails to take into account the possibility that one of the inheritors may become divorced, there's the chance that the company can suffer, you know, adversely by having to liquidate certain assets or the company itself to satisfy a divorce. So it has to take into account at least those four items. Sure, sure. And Mark, man, there's so much going into this. There's so many different variables at play within a succession plan. Do you have any advice for our audience in in taking all of these goals, these issues and objectives, taking all of these things and then getting them down and formalized into the succession plan? Any advice in that process? Hey, Ryan, have you ever heard the, if it's not written down and signed and and witnessed by other people, it's really not, it's really not worth anything. Mm-hmm. I mean, we've all heard that before and it's true. So, you know, one of the key steps is to, you know, codify the succession plan, which usually involves putting everything down on paper, having everything, you know, set out and made part of the legal documents makes it, you know, a lot harder for unhappy family members to contest any potential transition uh, and and the decisions that were made previously. So if it's down and everybody understands and it's been signed and, you know, codified, then you pretty much have to go by that, you know, and, you know, codifying a well-designed succession plan, you know, also is valuable because it's going to give all the family members and any other related parties a formal record of what everybody agreed to. And so, you know, there are two basic types of documents in this process. You know, they are called collective documents and personal documents. Uh, let's talk about the collective ones first. You know, that explains the relationships within the family business. So examples include things like uh, uh, board agreements, operating agreements, shareholder agreements, 
You know, it's best when these documents are as concise as they can be, uh, and they're easy to understand, so they make sense to all of the involved family members. Okay, and and oftentimes when they are complicated, you know, the attorney will provide a, a plain English summary of them, and uh, that's usually very effective from for for all the members. Then there are those other documents, uh, you know, the personal documents. And, you know, these documents basically explain the way the individual family member has, you know, prepared his or her own individual estates. Okay, these include things like, you know, wills, durable power of attorneys, medical directive, trusts, things such as that, okay? And it's the personal documents that transfer the ownership in the family enterprise to successor members of the inheritors. And so those personal documents are extremely uh, important should the inheritor become uh, unable to conduct his own financial affairs or passes away. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. This is great stuff, Mark. And, and we've been talking a lot about, about things to consider, you know, when somebody wants to go through this process of creating that well-designed succession plan. But I want to kind of flip the script here for a second. Are there any issues that you're seeing that families aren't considering, you know, those mistakes that they're making about their succession plans when they're going through this process? Any, any don'ts that you have for us? Well, you know, uh, Ryan, family business owners, they have to keep in mind that it's often one thing to have a great plan and to put a great plan in place, but it's another thing to make sure that that plan endures and that it's as current uh, and as effective as possible, given all the changes in the, in the, in the, in the individual families and the business and in the tax and, and legal environment uh, that we live in. So, you know, while legal structures such as trusts can guarantee the the transfer of ownership of a family business between generations, the trust can't guarantee that the family members won't fight over the company still and, and fight about who's at the helm or running the company. So for example, you know, a disgruntled family member can always file a lawsuit. And even if that lawsuit doesn't prevail, you know, the problems that can arise from that could cause tremendous family disharmony. Of course, of course. And Mark, my kind of as we're bringing our conversation to a head, final final question for you, really. Uh, you know, we talk a lot on this show about making sure that your plans are up to date. You know, obviously, circumstances change in our world. You know, tax laws change. So much is changing all the time. Are we saying the same thing here for succession plans? Do these also need to stay up to date over time? Most likely, yes. Because, you know, a family should think about the succession planning more as an ongoing process than as a one-time event. You know, when, when succession planning is inculcated into a family's thinking, the probability of the transfer going well is going to increase dramatically. Uh, now, for example, you know, making succession planning a regular recurring topic uh, what might be on a family's agenda at, you know, maybe family meetings, you know, it's, it's likely that many potential complications can get worked out before they turn into problems and before the actual ownership even transfers. So yeah, having those plans be as current and as effective as possible is definitely the way to go. Mark, you have nearly four decades worth of experience in the financial services sector. You told me just moments before we, we got on the show today, this is really your wheelhouse. You're having a ton of conversations about succession planning every day with clients. If anybody out there in the audience is interested in talking to you and your team about a succession plan for maybe themselves, their business, so on and so forth, what would be the best way they could get in touch with you guys? 
Yes, thanks, Ryan. I really appreciate that. You know, working with small and medium market business owners and entrepreneurs is really our wheelhouse. You know, and helping them coordinate their personal and business, financial and legal affairs, it's really what we shine at. So, you know, people can check us out on the web at www.echelonoffice, that's E-C-H-E-L-O-N office.com. Um, if they're so inclined, they can reach me directly at mwade, that's M-W-A-D-E, at echelonwealth.com, E-C-H-E-L-O-N, the word wealth.com, uh, or just call right in at 888-892-9882. All righty, fantastic. Well, Mark, I know you're a busy guy. You've got clients to serve. We will let you get back to doing that, but I appreciate you hanging out with us today and diving into this really popular topic, an important topic of succession planning with us. Thanks, Ryan. Appreciate it. And I look forward to our, our next event. All righty. Thanks so much, Mark. And hey, look, we want to take one final moment as always and thank you guys. And that's our audience for hanging out and being with us on the show today. If you took anything away from today's discussion and you benefited from it in any way, shape or form, do us a favor, subscribe to the show on whichever platform you saw us or listened to us on today. And then of course, share this information with any friends, family or business owners, anybody that you think might be faced with the need for a succession plan going through this process themselves for, you know, for their business. Uh, you know, Mark and I, we're, we're tapping into his four decades worth of experience. We've got these great wealth management topics that we're bringing to you guys every time we get together on this show. And by subscribing to it, it'll make sure that you never miss out on a new episode and a lot of new value that we can bring to you and yours. So for Mark, I'm your host, Ryan, and it was great hanging out with you guys today, but we appreciate you being a part of us on optimizing your financial world.